Hello, friends. Welcome to Village Idiots for Christ, where we're nuts for Jesus and just playing nuts. <laughs> I just like that slogan. <laughs> My other favorite one is I'd rather be humble than right. Humility is everything. Humility and love run together, and you're better off to be humble and wrong than in pride and right. And there's reason for that. We won't get into that today, but being being humble in this hour is all important. Anyway, we're going to finish up. I think we're going to finish this up today, although we're getting to the armor of God. We have to break that down extensively, but we're in Ephesians 6 today. We're going to close out Ephesians today. Um, next one is Philippians and Colossians, then we do to a whole different set of books. Ephesians has taken me forever, but the, the amount of wealth in this book is incredible. So let's jump right in. It's parents and children, or children and parents. Uh, chapter 6 and verse 1 and following, and hopefully go through it today. I hope so. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. <laughs> it's right for children to obey their parents. Amen. So there's so much in Proverbs about obedience to parents with children and about disciplining your children. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and may enjoy a long life on the earth. You know something? If you honor this, I believe the Ten Commandments still in force. If you honor your parents, you're going to live long on the earth and things will go well with you. It's a promise. And God doesn't break his promise. If you honor your mother and you honor your father, if they're still on the earth or one or the other, depending on you know whether they've passed on or not, and if you honor them, God's going to honor you. Isn't that an awesome promise? This is the first commandment with a promise. This is the first commandment in the Ten Commandments with a promise. That it may go well with you and you may enjoy a long life on the earth. You may enjoy, not just have long life, but enjoy your long life on the earth. A lot of people have long life, but not all of them are enjoying it. Amen. All right. Fathers, do not exasperate your ch children. Instead, bring them up in the training and the instruction of the Lord. Man, verse 4 is so powerful. You know, that you hear it all the time. Parents, that, that no matter what their child does, they can't please them. You know, straight A's aren't enough. It should have been A pluses. You know, there's never a kind word, never any encouragement. That's not discipline. That's exasperating. That's not discipline. That's meanness. That's not discipline. Discipline is done in love. And when you treat your children like this where they can never, ever, uh, win your love or your affection. They just be always below that standard. Man, it hurts your kids and it hurts your relationship with them. I, and that's that's much I want to say about that because we, we all are some, we've all know people that are going through this. But man, if you're a parent and you're blessed enough, I'm, I'm a person who will probably never have any children. So if you're blessed enough to have a son or a daughter, you know, discipline them, of course, but don't exasperate them. Be fair, be kind, be gentle, be good to them. Raise them up in the sight of the Lord. And uh, don't exasperate them. And then just one little verse, there's just one little thought. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and the instruction of the Lord. And when you get your kids early, you should get them in this Bible early. And show them the instructions of the Lord in here. Just good stuff. Uh, verse 5, slaves and masters. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect and fear and with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Isn't that interesting? Slaves are commanded to obey their earthly masters as if they were Christ. As if they were serving Christ. Wow. And you, the earthly masters, they're supposed to treat their earthly masters with respect and fear and sincerity of heart. Just as you obey. So that fear is obviously the fear of the Lord. You know, that, that reverence. And you're supposed, to, you're supposed to be such, if you're a slave owner, you're supposed to treat your slaves so kindly and good that they would want to 
obey you with respect, fear, or reverence, and sincerity of heart. Because this is how you know that this guy is a good master. It's with respect, with respect and fear and sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. You know, the concubine system, I don't know if you're familiar, the women who weren't wives, they were concubines, and they lived in harems, and they were basically sexual objects. Well, why did women subject themselves to this, 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 kind of, this kind of treatment? Because they got to live in the palace. Because some of the guys, like, I don't know how Solomon was, but some of the, uh, the guys that did this treated the women right, treated them kindly. And so, that, you know, it was a way to be provided, to have security. Again, it's not, it, wasn't, it wasn't a God-ordained system. Obviously not. One man, one woman is God-ordained. But in these kind of systems that we find ourselves like slavery, if you're an earthly master, again, I'm, I'm talking, man, this is, this is, there's not a lot of earthly masters, what you and I, but it's interesting to show how Paul speaks to um, you know, earthly masters and, and, uh, and he speaks to slaves to obey them with fear, respect and sincerity of heart just as you would Christ man, there's some powerful lessons here that we need to learn amen, amen verse 6, obey them not to win their favor when their eye is on you but like slaves of Christ doing the will of God from your heart, man that's good Man, we're all, we're all bond, bond servants bond slaves of Christ, you know that right we were bought with a price, we were bought Christ owns us. If he is your Lord, he owns you. Lordship is ownership. He's in charge. Why? Because he paid for you with his blood. He ransomed you with his blood to take away your sin. He owns you. Man, get this verse again. This is so good. Obey them not only to win their favor and their eyes on you, but like slaves of Christ. We're all slaves of Christ. Again, it's not a bad thing. Slavery automatically has this denigrating feel to it. No. We're also his friends. We're also his brothers. Again, slaves as if we're in total submission because slaves are supposed to totally submit to their masters. We're supposed to totally submit to Christ as a slave would to his master. And in doing this with Christ, we are doing the will of God. Read this whole thing. Obey them, not only when they're favor, when their eyes on you, but like slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart. Because we're a bond servant of Christ, a slave of Christ, we're supposed to be doing the will of God from what? Our heart. Man, it's not, yeah, this will of God. Well, I've given you my example. God wanted me to get another wife, and I could have done his will. You know, I, I mean, I could have done what I did, married uh, my wife, uh, Cindy, and gone, well, I guess I'm going to marry That's not doing the will of God. God wanted me to do his will, which was for me to get married from my heart. Isn't that beautiful? Doing the will of God, God from your heart. I love that. And we're not just supposed to do the will of God. We're supposed to do it from our heart. That's powerful. That is powerful. Serve wholeheartedly as if you were serving the Lord, not men, because you know the Lord reward everyone for whatever good he does, whether he is slave or free. Men, serve wholeheartedly. Your whole heart should be in your service. As if you're serving the Lord, not men. Every guy you serve, every company you work for, every boss you have, you should serve them as if you would serve Christ. Even if they're not a fair boss, you should still try and serve them wholeheartedly. Because you know, and because God's watching. Because you know that the Lord will reward everyone for whatever good he does, whether he's slave or free. God's camera follows you around everywhere. And he records everything. Again, do I have to, do I have to pull out the, the standard example? Cups of cold water. If God's recording cups of cold water, don't you think he's recording everything? 
course he is. And you're going to be rewarded because you and the Lord reward everyone for whatever good he does, whether he's slave or free. Isn't that cool? Even if you're a slave and you're serving your master wholeheartedly, when you stand before Jesus as a Christian slave, he's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. First of all, now you're free. Secondly, under that slavery thing, that yoke of slavery, you served wholeheartedly. You served from your heart. You did the right thing, even though he was your master and you were a slave. You respected him. You honored him as, as your master, like as if you were serving me. And those slaves are going to be rewarded for serving in a humble way their earthly masters. Isn't that beautiful? Gosh. This whole slavery thing throws people. It's thrown some fam- famous, famous people. I don't want to mention names, but people that are famous in the public life have departed from the faith because of the issue of slavery. It's like, how can God be a good God if he allows slavery? God works within culture. God works within free will. God allowed David and Solomon and the boys have a bunch of wives. That was never his will. God allowed divorce. That was never his will. Jesus said it was never God's will to allow divorce. But God works with men. (laughs) And he doesn't force them to do anything. He doesn't stop them. But he tries to rein them in. And that's what he's trying to do here. He's trying to, under the unjust thing of slavery here. Because most of the time, slavery wasn't just. And again, there were good masters who were right and tried to do the right thing and all of that, absolutely. But much of the time, the slave market was a terrible place. Riding on a slave ship, most of the people, a lot of people died when they were shipped on those slave ships. Being a slave was a terrible thing. Now, back in this day, again, we don't know how bad it was. But back in the colonial days, slavery was terrible. And a lot of those guys died. So, again, but God's holding us to a higher standard. And masters, treat your slaves in the same way. Do not threaten them since you know that he, that he who is both their master and yours in heaven, there's no favoritism. In. If we're a master, we're supposed to treat our slaves the way God wants them to treat us. We're supposed to treat them the same way. With respect and honor. Isn't that amazing? God, God can work around any earthly system. To try and bring justice out of it and make it right. Do not threaten them since you know that he is both their master and your master is heaven. There's no favoritism. And the way they treat their slaves is there's no mercy towards their slaves. If you want mercy, you got to give mercy. That includes the slaves too, kids. you got to give them mercy too. Mm, powerful things. Powerful, powerful things. It's a powerful section about how God works within our cultures, the world's culture and all of this. Trying to go through these dicey systems that people don't appreciate and aren't necessarily good systems and god tries to bring good out of all this darkness uh verse uh, 10 armor of god and i'm hoping we get through this we only got yeah we're so this is only i said we're 10 minutes in. we're going to finish up today i'll try to abbreviate this without missing anything finally be strong in the lord and the power and his mighty power it's God's power that makes us strong. We're not to be strong in our own power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Again, God's armor. And we're going we're gonna to break down God's armor. But his armor allows you to stand against the devil's schemes. Whose armor? God's armor. So God is the one protecting you from the devil's schemes. His armor. It's always God. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. Your problem and my problem ain't, ain't people. It's the spiritual forces of wickedness that are influencing those people that are causing the problem. We need to remember that. Our war is not with people. Our war is a spiritual war. We don't make war against people. 
We pray for people like the sinner and the sin. We hate the sin, but we love the sinner. It's the same principle. We're not warring against people. We're warring against that spiritual principality coming against them that, that's influencing. Yes, people have a choice not to be influenced, and we, but we're supposed to pray for them that God will deliver them from that influence of darkness. Let's keep going. Um, Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so when the evil day comes, you may be able to stand your ground after having done everything to stand, everything to stand. I love that scripture. Therefore, put on the full armor of God. Again, I'll just say it. The armor is Jesus, and we're going to break down each piece. It's very simple. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground after having everything, after having done everything to stand. Again. This is all about Jesus. This is all about being clothed with Christ. He does all the defending. We just clothe ourselves through obedience, through submission to Him. We clothe ourselves with Him. As a born-again believer, we're clothed with Him. Watch this. Stand for them with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. Jesus said, I'm the way, truth, and life. So the belt of truth is Jesus. He's truth. I am the way, truth, and life. So when you buckle the belt of truth around your waist, that's Christ. He's truth. With the breastplate of righteousness in place. <laughs> Jesus, we've been made the very righteousness of God. As he was made our sin, we were made the righteousness of God. So the breastplate of righteousness, again, is Jesus himself. He is our righteousness. He's the one that presents us to God to be made his righteousness so he could be made our sin and take away our sin. Man, Christ is our righteousness. Amen. Um, let's see. In place, and your and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. Everywhere we go, we're supposed to take the gospel of peace. What's the gospel of peace? The gospel of peace is about Jesus. It's His gospel, the good news about salvation to the world, a lost and dying world through Jesus Christ and Him crucified. That's the gospel of peace. God has made peace. He didn't send Jesus in the world, condemn the world, but to save the world through him. God, Christ has been sent to make peace between God and the world. And when Jesus died on that, on that cross, that curtain, that curtain was torn from top to bottom. God showed, my war with man is over. There's no more division. I tear the curtain between the holy and the most holy place. That's the curtain that was torn between the holy place and the most holy. Three foot thick curtain. They sewed cloth after cloth together made that thing three feet thick and God tore it from top to bottom when the moment Jesus died. No division between God and man anymore. Our war with God is over. Wow, isn't that awesome? Amen. Let's continue on here. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Where do we get our faith? We get it from the faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And who is the word of God? Who is the word of God? Jesus, the living word. Again, him again. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? I remember when I discovered, this is all Jesus. <laughs> it finally hit me. Oh my gosh, this is all Jesus. Uh, which you can sing all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Your faith, your faith which comes from hearing and hearing by the word can extinguish. How many of the flaming arrows? Uh, let's see. It's verse 16. Uh, let's see. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish, A-L-L, all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Hebrews 11, get faith. 
Faith extinguishes all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Every shot he takes against you can be extinguished through faith. Take up the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Again, the helmet of what? Salvation. Who's our salvation? Christ. I've been crucified with Christ. No longer live, but Christ lives in me. He's our salvation. He's our helmet of salvation. And the sword of the spirit. Again, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. He's the word made flesh. He's the sword of the spirit. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions. How do we get to pray in the Spirit? I know, I'm making this easy, but this is so easy to break down. It says, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions. How did we get the Holy Spirit? Through Christ going to the cross. Him leaving and sending the Spirit. That's how we can pray in the Spirit. The Spirit's been given to us so we can pray in it. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions. And with all kinds of prayers and requests. Man. Just let the Holy Spirit lead you in prayers and requests. Put, show you things to pray for. Ask, Holy Spirit, show me what to pray. Isn't it amazing? Amen. And that's all because of Christ. Because Christ leaving made the way for the Holy Spirit to come. Again, through Jesus. Um, with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Amen. Just keep on praying. Lifting the saints up before God. Whoever God puts on your mind every day. I mean... You hear good and bad reports about preachers or whoever, friends in church, whatever. Just keep lifting them up. Keep, keep praying. Keep praying. Because it says, it says, with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying. But we should always be praying for the saints. Amen. Pray also for me. And this is cool. Paul humbles himself. Pray also for me. Hey, I'm Paul the Apostle, but I want you to pray for me. Isn't that awesome? Being a humble dude. Pray also for me. Uh, that w- what, whenever I open my mouth, the words may be given, so that I will be f- well, I will fiercely make no- fearlessly make known the mystery of, 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 the, of the gospel. That's something we should pray for ourselves, Lord. Whenever I open my mouth, give me words that I will fiercely make known the mystery of your gospel. Man, I want words. I want words given to me by the Holy Spirit, so I can fearlessly. Because I'm not fearless with people. I'm not good around people, individuals. I like these videos. I used to distribute CDs and stuff at truck stops, knocking on doors. But face-to-face, I've never been good. But I want to have a fearlessness. This says, pray for me that whenever I open my mouth, we can pray that whenever we open our mouths, that God will give us words. And this also, words may be given by the what, by who? The Holy Spirit leads and guides in all truth. That words may be given to me so that I will fiercely make known the mystery of the God. Isn't that awesome? Lord, Give me words, Holy Spirit, give me the words that I may fiercely make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Again, he was held captive when this was written. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Amen. We should be as fearless as possible. We all do fearlessness in different ways. For me on these videos, I'm fearless on these videos. I got a friend, Mark. You talk about Mark and Jack often. Mark and Jack, man, fearless. I mean, Mark is fearless. He can go up to people and talk about Jesus. I'm not real good face-to-face talking to people about the Lord. It's just not a skill I have. I'm not, I've never been real good face-to-face. Doing these videos, I all day long. I could make these videos all day long. I love doing these. And I love preaching and talking. I love preaching at church. But I'm not real good at a one-to-one thing. I don't know why. It's weird. I don't know. I haven't, it's not a fear thing. It's just... Uh, just we all have different gifts, and this is, and that's not one of mine, at least not yet. Uh, final greetings. We're in the final greetings. We're in 19 minutes in. Not bad at all. I thought the armor of God was going to trip us up. I wanted to keep it simple, and I did. It's all about Jesus. Amen. So clothe yourselves with Christ. Clothe yourselves with Christ. Um, a tight just tight uh, tight 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 cheat T, I'm going to put T, I can't get his name. T-Y-C-H-I-C-U-S. Tychicus. Tychicus. 
the dear brother and faithful servant of the Lord will tell you everything so that you may also know how I'm doing and what I am doing. So Titus was his um, was his messenger to the to the church. I am sending him to you for this very purpose that you may know how we are and that he may encourage you. So Paul probably sent the letter with Titus. Probably Paul said, because this was just a letter. This wasn't a book in the Bible yet. Paul probably sent that with Titus so he could let them know how he was doing. Isn't that cool? Again, because I sent him to you for this purpose that he may know how we are and, how, and that he may encourage you. Peace to the brothers. Again, because he's going there. It makes sense for him to take the letter. Peace to the brothers and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to all of you who love our Lord Jesus with an undying love. Isn't that beautiful? Peace to the brothers. So peace to the brothers and love with faith. Isn't that good? Love with faith. Galatians 5 verse 6, my favorite verse. The only thing that matters, the only thing that matters is faith expressing itself through love. Love and faith should always go together. If you have faith, you should have love. If you have love, you should have faith. They're like bookends. They're like, they're like Siamese twins. Faith and love. Love and humility. There's, there's some of these Siamese twins in the Bible. They just go together. They're hooked together. When you have faith, you should have love. When you have love, you should have faith. When you have love, you should have humility. When you have humility, you should have love. Again, they just join together. They're perfectly joined together. So, uh, peace to the brothers and love with faith. <laughs> love that. From God, the Father. He's acknowledging Yahweh, the Father. And the Lord Jesus Christ. And... Grace to all of you. I love this. Isn't this a beautiful way to close? Grace to all of you who love our Lord Jesus Christ with undying love. Man, undying love. And he, Paul said, everybody gets grace who loves the Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love. Isn't that cool? Like a special bonus at the end. Do you love God with the, you love Christ with undying love? I give you extra grace. I'll take some extra grace. Thank you very much. Woo-hoo. Anyway, that's we close out. And Wow. This, and again, this is Ephesians to the Church of Ephesus. Next one is Philippians. We start that next week or later on this week. So Philippians, Colossians. We've gone Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Then we move on to something else. So hope this blessed you today. A lot of good stuff in here. This book was, this book's an amazing book. You saw how long it took me to get through the thing forever. <laughs> you know, I couldn't, couldn't break the thing down quick. It's just not able. <laughs> But it was a, it was a sweet savor, a sweet aroma in the Lord's nostrils. These kind of words, he said. Again, Malachi three sixteen. God's listening to this. We're doing this right now together. God's listening. And school of remembrance is being written. Those who feared the Lord and honored His name, we're honoring the name of the Lord, we're honoring His Son, we're honoring the Father, we're honoring the Spirit. We're fearing them, we're reverencing them. Amen. Love you, love you. Can't get enough of you. I hope this is a blessing today. <laughs>